Greetings, my intergalactic family. My name's Ricky, and welcome to Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural Podcast. We'll talk about everything from UFOs to ancient megalithic sites to Bigfoot and the supernatural. We're going to talk about all of it on this podcast. Now let's all hop on the Tic Tac and let's take a ride down this interdimensional wormhole. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural. I have a guest on today who had a really interesting UFO experience. She's the host of The Witching Hour with Carrie on YouTube and I think uh, Instagram. Carrie, you there? You can let us in on what The Witching Hour is, is about and where they can find you. Absolutely. You can find me at The Witching Hour with Carrie on Instagram, or I have a YouTube series as well under The Witching Hour with Carrie. Um, And that is where I interview people that have had paranormal experiences and everything about the unknown, whether that's ghosts or UFOs or uh, just all sorts of phenomenon and a little bit of uh, witchcraft thrown in there. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on the show. The other day we were talking about UFOs and things of that nature, and uh, she remembered an incident that happened when she was about six years old. Carrie, do you want to take us back to that moment and describe what you saw, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the year was 1994, somewhere around then. Um, I was six years old, and I remember sitting in the back of my uh, my mom's car. It was really late. I want to say it was probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, maybe later even, but we were headed to... Um, some friends of my, my mom's, um, it was somewhere in North Georgia and apologies for the lack of details here because I was six years old, um, somewhere in North Georgia, we were uh, driving down a really, you know, small back road. Um, and in Georgia, the trees are so tall, um, and skinny. So they're packed tightly together. So I do remember that. I remember driving down this long, dark road with these huge trees on either side. All you could see was this thick forest. Um, and then all of a sudden I looked, I looked up and saw what looked like a Maybe, you know, as a six-year-old, it kind of looked like a fighter jet, right? Um, but it was a, tr- a very long, skinny, triangular object, and it was black. But not just like a shiny black aircraft. It was more of a matte finish, which I thought was really interesting. The outline of the, the figure had lights on it. So I do remember that very vividly. Um, it was flying above our car, and it was there for a while. So I want to say that it was either following the car or a little bit faster than the car. But what was really unique about this experience was that it was right above the treetops. So it was super close, but there was no sound at all. But being a six-year-old, you know, you don't really understand the concept of, you know, UFOs or any kind of aerial phenomena or anything like that. So in my mind, I thought it was just a plane, you know? Um, I didn't bring this up to my to my mom who was driving the car, which looking back, I thought this was really interesting that I didn't say anything about it. I was the one who saw it. Apparently my mom didn't see it or I would have remembered her saying something about this. But I was looking at this 
this aircraft floating above the trees as we were driving down the road. And I, I could see it through the, um, the sunroof of my mom's car. So that's how I saw this, this spacecraft. It was just very eerie. And there was no sound coming from it at all. How big was the craft? I would say it was probably... Was it like the size of your car or like two cars? Uh, it was or bigger. It was bigger. definitely bigger. So I think it was flying directly over the road. It definitely, the wings expanded further than um, the road itself. So I would say maybe a, wow. the width of the road road and a half, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So that's like 50 feet or it was more. It pretty big. Okay. Yeah. And it was could have been and it was, bigger than that. And you said it. So was this a perfect triangle, or you said? I remember when I spoke to you, you said it kind of had a fin on the back, but it was part of the of the profile, which is just like a triangle. You said, right? Yeah. It was a, a very skinny triangle. It wasn't a perfect triangle at all. It was a lot longer. So that's why it gave me the sense of um, some sort of fighter jet in a way. Uh-huh. But it was just super unique because it felt very angular, very flat in a way. Uh-huh. And I just remember the lights. And no sound, the, right? Yeah, no sound. Um, but I remember seeing the lights on the bottom of the, the craft mm. around the edges. So this is interesting because you actually got a side profile of it. Right. And you said there was lights along the side of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was pretty much under it because it was above the trees, you know, so it was like going the same speed of the car. It was directly above the road. So it was almost like it was either following us or directing us in a way. Um so it was probably going a little bit faster. So I, could, I couldn't I could tell if the lights were directly under the spacecraft, but I know it was along the edges of the craft. Okay. That's really fascinating because, well, first of all, for the listeners here on uh, Ricky's Mysteries, what I believe that Carrie saw was the famed and infamous TR-3B. So in UFO lore, a bunch of different countries all over the world and a bunch of different photographs show uh, what appears to be a, a triangular object and... Typically, they're photographed from the bottom. Like, people don't get a top view or a side view of them. You just see a triangle. You see three white lights, which are usually at the tips, and then one red light in the middle. That's really interesting, actually. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, and then there's a very famous uh, photo. I don't know who took it, but um, I believe it was a famous photo from, like, the Belgian UFO wave of the uh, 90s. Uh, Someone took a picture of a TR-3B from the bottom, and it's kind of blurry and out of focus, but... But uh, that one, uh, they say, you know, it was authentic. And, you know, like I said, they, uh, they've seen this everywhere. Now, what I didn't know about the story, what I thought is that uh, this thing just flew by really fast, you know, like in the blink of an eye, not that it actually followed, you know, that it loitered around the vehicle for a while and then took off. I think that's really interesting. Uh, Do you know more or less how long it followed you guys for? Or is that like just too far back to remember? I would say it felt, it felt like a good while and then it got really fast and then it just took off. So I think in my mind, that's what I remember being like a, like a fighter jet in a way, you know, but I do remember seeing those details and it kind of following and hovering over the car and then just gaining speed and taking off. So I would say it was probably hovering over the car for a solid three to five minutes, maybe. And then the, uh, so the, the lights, I, I want to go back to the lights because whenever, you know, you bring up TR3B, like there's definitely lights, you saw lights. Now, did you see anything on the underside? And if you did, what color were they? If you can remember. 
if I yeah, if I'm remem- remembering correctly, um, it was alternating colors. So mm. it was like just white light and red. Mm. So I- I'm trying to remember if the red was like every other light around the edge or if there was one in the center. Uh, but I do know that it was multicolored. And was it strobing? Was it solid? It was solid. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't strobing, but it was, you know, alternating colors. Lights. Yeah. Like a Christmas tree light? I'm trying to... Kind of. But I do know that it was like a white light, then a red light next to that, and a white light, and a red light next to that. So I guess, you know, if you are looking at Christmas lights, it does kind of look like that, like bulbs almost, uh-huh. that lined this craft. But if I can remember correctly, they didn't blink or flash or strobe or anything like that. It was it was solid, continuous light. And um, was that light cast on the trees at all? Or again, I know this was such a long time ago, so I'm not expecting you to know every detail. But like, I'm wondering, is it like, you know, when uh, in Close Encounters of the of the third kind when the ufos come in and they're flying over everyone in the lights you can see them reflect the red off the people's faces and all that it wasn't anything yeah. like that right i do remember seeing this glow but the glow was like reflected on the spacecraft itself this craft was it wasn't that it was you know reflecting on the trees or lighting anything up that way but i do remember seeing some of that reflection on the on the craft wow very, very terrifying. And, and now that I think about it, you know, at, at the beginning of this conversation, I was saying, I can't really remember where we were going. I, I think it was like a friend's house. You know, it's weird because I, it just kind of ends after that. So I wonder, I'm like, what did happen? You know, were we going to a friend's house of my parents? I mean, that's what I remember or I think happened, you know? Well, you but know, after that, it gets really fuzzy. I don't want to suggest anything but you know that some of uh the abduction stories uh are almost exactly like what you've just described you'll be driving down a road see a ufo you will feel like time has nothing's happened time hasn't passed but then you will come you know come back and there's missing time Um, I don't know if you remember the Betty and Barney Hill case that was very famous, you know, a couple, they were driving down the road, saw a craft pulled over, uh, went out, saw physically saw the craft, got scared because they saw beings allegedly coming out of it. They got back in their car and got on the road. And, uh, when they got to their destination, I think it was Barney looked at his watch and like three hours had gone by. They were unaccounted for. And then they had a, a hypnotic regression and that's when, you know, they allege that they were abducted and there's a whole huge story behind that but it's an interesting detail because what if there was missing time and you you know you'd never know but that's interesting that you were like i don't know what happened after that i just remember seeing it and nothing afterwards i think that's super interesting and you know to be honest with you you know i i kind of blocked it from my memory this whole encounter in a way um until you know i spoke to you about it and it just kind of came back in a way um and to top it off you know i think i have always been really really terrified of ufos um and extraterrestrials i don't know why because i'm very fascinated with the paranormal and the unknown i I think it's all very fascinating but there has been something inside of me where I'm absolutely terrified. That would be, you know, I can go ghost hunting. I can deal with demonology. I can do all of that, you know, anytime I want. 
But when it comes to UFOs, I am scared. So I wonder if there is some sort of connection there to this encounter when I was a, a young child. And on top of that, around the same time, I started having really weird episodes of sleepwalking um, where my mom ended up having to put multiple deadbolts on the door because I would go outside and I would just stare at the top of the house. Um, there was one time where I put a ladder up against the house and tried to climb on top of the roof. Um, so who knows, you know, maybe, maybe there is a correlation there. Maybe you were abducted after all. And you were just trying to get back to the TR3B. Probably <laughs> to my friends. Yeah. To your friends. In the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, uh, which is really interesting. I mean, you know, if, if I was with my, my mother at the time, um, you know, she's had quite a few paranormal, well, not paranormal, but um, UFO sightings in her life and, and weird encounters like that. Um, so it'd be really cool if you could uh, speak with her at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, that'd be great to have Kathy on and uh, talk about all those stories because I don't remember her ever talking about them. I know that you said that even some of them were new to you. Yeah. And I can't wait. I'm sure it's going to be pretty fascinating talking about that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think she saw a whole fleet one time. So I think that'll be really fascinating to hear about um, directly from her. I don't want to mess up the story at all. So I'll save it for that interview. Um, but I did want to talk about one that I recently saw. You know, this is this is the only other um, time that I've seen you know, a sighting like this. Um, so I had the one, you know, in 1994 when I was six years old, which was absolutely insane. Um, but more recently, I think it was about a year and a half, two years ago, I was at my parents' property, which is on the Tennessee River. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of land right on the river. Um, and we were on the boat and we were, it was actually in the daytime, which was unique. Um, I was looking up in the sky and I, I thought I saw a plane, right? Um, I looked at my friend at the time and he also saw this, but we were the only two people on this boat to see this object in the sky. It was a small sphere. It almost looked metallic. So, you know, it was so high up that I thought, you know, oh, well, that's definitely a plane and it's reflecting off of the sun or, or whatever. And then it slowly changed direction and went east so it was headed west and then it changed direction and went east right before our eyes and we kept trying to point it out to the other people on the boat and no one saw it but he clearly saw it as well so you know it's really fascinating I don't know what it was I couldn't capture it on my phone because I didn't have my phone uh, which is unfortunate but but we do we did see that it's really interesting yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. And uh, you're definitely not the only one who's seen uh, spherical UFOs. I mean, I have. And, you know, we'll get into that in, uh, in subsequent episodes. Uh, in fact, I think on my first episode, I do talk about seeing, well, you know, of course, my first encounter, which, you know, was seeing the white sphere just appearing in a, in a clear blue sky day and it wasn't going that fast that's the thing I, it was almost like it was drifting that's so funny and so that, that's what i'm trying to describe when i said like it was slowly moving to the west and then changed direction and went to the east yeah 
that was the same speed. It was, it felt like it was floating in a way. It wasn't super fast, um, but it was at dusk as well. So like the sun was going down, you know, I, I thought for a second, well, maybe that's a really bright star in the sky, mm-hmm. but it passed a star so that, you know, I did see a star appearing in the sky. And then it passed that. That's when I, I realized that this is a, this is a moving object. <laughs> it's not a plane because it immediately changed direction. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no. Really, really yeah, so that's cool that, uh, you know, just with that description, you could figure out the, the way that it was moving because I think that's difficult to describe sometimes. Like, how fast exactly was it going? It's like 10 miles an hour, 20. It's like, right. I don't know how to judge that. But the way that it looked is a good way to judge that because to me, just like I guess with you, it was almost as if it was like a balloon drifting in the sky, just like at a very slow you know, it wasn't in any rush to get anywhere. I don't feel like, but what was weird about, yeah. And so what was weird, uh, with, uh, what I had seen was that it, you know, it stopped in the middle and then just as it came, it just decided to just start going again, but at the same exact speed and it just went. So how long do you think the whole experience, uh, was for, uh, the most recent experience? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say that was a little bit longer. I mean, that might've been, five to eight minutes uh, the, the first one when you were a kid did we talk about how long that actually happened for yeah yeah so I, I think that was hovering above the car for a solid three to five minutes no way. which is a long time wow um and then it picked up speed and kind of took off so when that happened i think in my mind that's when i thought it was a fighter jet or you know something like that um because it had that speed. But, you know, looking back, I'm like, how does something hover and go that slow and then immediately mm-hmm. gain that speed so quickly and just take off without a sound? I would say it was hovering as close to like five feet from the treetops. Yeah. Like that's how close this thing was. And it wasn't making any sound. No. Unbelievable. And your, and your mom didn't even see it, right? Because it wasn't in her field of view. She was just looking straight on the road. She wasn't looking up. Yeah, she was looking straight on the road. And I think when it gained that speed and took off, in her mind, that's all she saw. So she probably thought, oh, my gosh, that's just a plane flying super low at a super high speed. And so I didn't bring it up because at six years old, you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. You know, it's really late at night. That must have been just a plane. So my mom didn't bring it up. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't bring it up. So. So who knows? Wow, that's fascinating. Let's now take us back to now, I guess, to yeah, back back yeah. to the, back to the Tennessee River. So you guys saw that it was it was hovering for about five or eight minutes. You said, and then uh, just decided yeah. to start moving again. Yeah, yeah. So when I when I first saw it, I, I saw like a super bright, what looked like a light, but it it huh. looked almost metallic, where it was like reflecting off of the the sun that was going down because it was at at dusk and and the sun was setting. Um, so I thought it was a star originally then I was like oh well maybe it's a plane because it was stationary and then it started moving slowly so that's when I'm talking about the speed of it floating mm-hmm. um, and it passed you know a, another ball of light which was actually a star I believe so when it passed that that's when I realized like hey maybe it's just a plane because it's passing this other star and then it changed direction at the same speed and then eventually you know after about seven minutes I would say you know we were both talking about it we're like you guys don't see that we're trying to get the other five people on the boat to see this 
ball of light and no one saw it. And it's like, it's right there. You guys don't see it. So me and this other person were the only two people to see this object. And we tried to like keep our eyes on it the whole time. And then it just, it, it almost disappeared. I mean, it just disappeared. Like... Now you guys weren't, (laughs) were you guys able to get any, uh, snap any photos or anything of it? No, no, we weren't, unfortunately. Yeah, that happens more, more often than not. So it's not a big (laughs) deal. Now let me ask you a question. Other experiences I've had. Well, I guess let me pose this as a question. Did you get the feeling that when you saw the thing shimmer or uh, glint or whatever, or even, you know, if light was emitting from the object or if it was reflecting it, do you have a feeling whether or not that was to attract your attention? I think so. It's weird. It's 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 like when you get any kind of or encounter any kind of, you know, flying object or paranormal experience, there's this weird internal voice in a way or feeling you get where it's like, you know, I'm here and I know you're here. Mm. So it, it's really, really interesting. It's and I don't want to say it was like either one of these were negative at all. You know, it's it's just an awareness of one another and your presence um and it's it's just really odd it's a weird feeling you know it's it's almost like the magical feeling you get when you're a kid mm-hmm. you know oh, <laughs> like absolutely either you know, just your imagination um it's like wow i'm part of something bigger in a way and i got to experience that you know it's funny it's like when people experience these things it happens more often for them you know i you, i want to use my mom as an example i think the first time she saw um a, a ufo was when she was like seven years old as well and then that just kind of continued throughout her life so it's almost like do they pick these certain people as the their communication devices or their people here on earth and they're the only ones that can see it you know it's it's like you know when i was on the boat me and this other person were the only people to see this this object in the sky. I, you know, I'm not going to go off on a, on a tangent here, but you know how they say different people have different auras and everything's energy, you know? We're energy. We emit energy. We emit radio waves. If you've ever heard of the, you know, the string theory, um, that kind of thing. So, you know, we're giving off an energy, knowingly or unknowingly, like a radio signal. And yeah. what I think is that some of these things are like inadvertently, we are able to somehow use the power of thought to communicate. Now, that's so far out for some people, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it might be based on like the energy that you give out Absolutely. to the world. So like that, you know, going back to your story of this recent event on the river, how you said other people were around you and did not see it, but you mm-hmm. and the person that you were with did. I mean, you know, this is all speculation, yeah. but maybe they didn't want them to see Right. There's something interesting. I mean, I, I've always been a very spiritual person since I could remember. I mean, a child. Um, so is my mom. And one thing that I remember happening when, when I was younger that I could see that no one else could see was actual auras around people. But I thought that was very normal. I thought that's just what people saw, you know, were these glowing lights around certain people. So that was very normal to me until I brought it up to my mom one day and I told her what I was seeing. I was seeing these different colors around people. And then she explained to me that those are auras. I was seeing auras when I was a child. 
every time I looked at someone. So they were given off that energy. And, and, you know, I think maybe that has something to do with it. I can pick up on those energies. I'm also an empath. I can, you know, feel people's energy and negativity, positive energy, you know, um, ailments that they may be feeling, uh, depression, you, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a very, very sensitive person when it comes to that. And I, I think that has something to do with it. And on your, um, you know, topic of energy and, and how people give off those different energies, you know, it's, it's everything, you know, everything's made of atoms. We've got liquid, gas, solids. We are solid. We have these atoms that vibrate at different rates as well and, and you know, send out different frequencies in a way. They're all different, you know. So I think that also has something to do with it. Um, it's just, it's all very, very interesting. Some some shine brighter than others, I guess. I mean, I, I believe that 100% now. The question then becomes, it's like, why? Like, why am I seeing it? Why isn't, you know, the person next to me seeing it? At least with me, I started getting a little bit paranoid with it because I was like, well, is this good? Is it bad? Like, I don't want it to be a bad thing. I don't have a feeling it is a bad thing. It's not answered. And, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about. Miller, I don't know Miller anything. Miller question. Yeah, <laughs> and we could go on and on and on and on and on because it's you know it, it. Hey, it could have something to do with you know our celestial bodies, past lives. Like, what is our our purpose? Like, why are we here as you know an individual in a way? Mm-hmm. You know, we we just don't know. We don't know what we are. Some people are more spiritual than than others and connected to the other realms. Um, but, you know, we can obviously save that for another episode. But. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so much. See, and that's the thing about it is that we're talking about, you know, we tried to stay on the subject of UFOs, but yeah. it uh, it melds in with all the other different phenomena, absolutely. too, in one, one way or another. You know, just like, you know, before we even started this interview, we were talking about how Bigfoot, you know, most of the time uh, when people witness Bigfoot, they also witness a UFO in or around the area or, you know, Bigfoot actually coming out of a UFO landing. You know, what's that all about? It's all interdimensional. You know, you talk about Sasquatch, Yeti, even Loch Ness and all of these cryptids. You know, I think there are other dimensions and they're layered on top of one another. And sometimes you can see them peek through the veil in a way. Mm -hmm. And that's how they appear to some people. I have seen footage of that stuff though. You know, something that looks like a thread and it almost looks maybe like even a worm in a way in the sky, Mm -hmm. but it kind of weaves in and out of the Mm -hmm. sky in a very unique way. And I think that is a perfect example of when I talk about, you know, coming through other dimensions you know it's it's like a sliver in the sky and it just kind of peaks in ever so often and it kind of reminds me also of those those clips that you've seen um where it's i don't know hundreds of these balls of light Mm. and it's almost dropping out of one larger light or Mm. you know dropping out of the sky from the same location Mm -hmm. so are is that the doorway where they're coming in from this other dimension or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's just so crazy that, I mean, I don't know, we're going to get into this more, but it's just crazy how many different things we have to talk about. So thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you as always, Ricky. Um, Hopefully I will get to see you soon and maybe I'll be uh, back on the show. But for those of you out there, if you want to follow me on Instagram, go to thewitchinghourwithcarrie.com for a lot of very creepy paranormal investigations, um, evidence, and many more. 
So uh, thank you all. Awesome. Yeah, everyone head that way. And if you uh, have any questions or comments about the show, you can email me at rickysmysteries at gmail. And uh, if you have any evidence or anything you think is show worthy, um, please drop me a line. Uh, I want to thank Carrie again for taking the time to be with us today to share her really cool stories about uh, her UFO experiences. Uh, you're welcome on this show whenever you want. And I'm looking forward to having your lovely mother on to oh, tell us about it. her uh, experiences. Cause I'm sure that will not, there will be nothing short of extraordinary. So I can't wait for Absolutely. that. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'll keep my eyes uh, to the sky. Sounds good. Anything I see. Thanks Ricky. All right. Thank Bye. you, Carrie. You can catch us every week on all the top podcast platforms. We also have pages on YouTube and Instagram at Ricky's Mysteries. Our Twitter handle is at UFO Stargate. And our Patreon is patreon.com backslash Ricky's Mysteries if you like the show and would like to support it. You'd also be supporting the two cryptids that live here. I just want to say thank you again for tuning into Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural. On our next episode, we're going to have a very special guest, but I'm going to leave that as a surprise. And until next time, go out there and find the truth. Mm-hmm.